0: the word live, L-I-V-E, right? I want you to learn to live with this. So number one, to break a fast, the first thing you need to do is learn to listen. You got to listen. Quiet the noise around you. Proverbs 8.32, and now sons, listen to me. Blessed are those that keep my ways and hear instruction. Be wise, not neglected. Listen. Number two, I, internalize. You need to now begin to say like, how does what I've heard, what I've been hearing impact my life? So listen And internalize, how is it specifically speaking to me personally, right? Visualize, you need to get a, a, you need to be thinking about like, how does that change change in my life? Now, whatever it is that you've been fasting for, maybe you've been looking for direction, maybe you've been looking for correction, maybe you've been looking for some sort of a purpose, now you have to begin to visualize, how is that thing going to play out in my life? And the E exercise, you've got to create a plan now to walk that thing out in your life. So instead of just running off to begin to just take back the stuff that you had done, we need to learn to listen, internalize, visualize, and exercise these things in our life so you don't just run back to the same old habits and patterns that caused you to find some level of victory over this last 21 days. This morning, uh, if you're here with us for the first time, uh, I'm telling you this is a special day for us. Uh, We have what we call our family meeting happening today. You might say, what is a family meeting? A family meeting is what I used to have with my wife and kids when they were all at home. We had a, a Powers, my last name is Powers, we had the Powers family meeting every so often that we needed one. What would we do at a family meeting? Well, we would talk about uh, where we were going on vacation to which camps they could attend, a football camp, a track camp, a cheerleading camp. We couldn't pay for everything, so you had to pick something and what we were going to sacrifice in order to pay for that. and. But we had to come together collectively as a family. So we called them the Powers Family Meetings. And and we would do them, if there was a friend over, we'd bring them in, and you're a part of the family meeting, right? McLaren, we'd have you in. And so usually there would be times when we would have them around the, the island in the kitchen. Sometimes we'd have them in the back of the minivan. Sometimes we'd have them somewhere in our family meetings at our house, often consisted of laughter. Sometimes there would be a direction or correction. Sometimes they would consist of a little crying. But periodically, or most, most of the time, almost all the time, we would pray, beginning and, and ending in our family meetings. It was a moment I feel like we grew closest. It was in our family meetings that we came up with rules, like, like the, fam- the, the Powers Family Rule, the, the one rule. The, the rule in our family, you could almost invoke it today. The Powers Family Rule is that if, if someone makes something to eat, you have to, if they invoke the Powers Family Rule on you, you must take a bite of it right? So, if someone makes something, and say they say, you got to eat this, you say, no, I don't like it. Power's family rule. You must, right? it's it, You can't even argue, right? So, my, my daughter the other day made a, she came to our house, and she, she made a peanut butter, honey, and banana sandwich, right? I've never had one. Uh, that just sounds not good to me, but nevertheless, she made it, put it on the counter, and, and I knew she was going to invoke the rule, right? But she didn't, so I didn't have to try it. <laughs> and nevertheless, right? So, but I'm telling you, we also came up with the uh, nothing good happens after 11 p.m. rule, right? So in our family, we agreed. I agreed. They didn't agree. But nothing good happens after 11 o'clock. When they were younger, I think it was like 9 o'clock. Every year kind of grew a little bit. Uh, we, we got, when they were out of the house, we could say, hey, knock yourself out. Nothing good happens after midnight, but good luck with that, right? So I'm saying now, these are the things that we did. So why do I have a family meeting in our church? In our family meeting at church, how many of you have ever been to a church business meeting before? Right, let me tell you this. Here's what ch- happens at church business meetings. Oftentimes, they, they they happen at about 4 o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday. And uh, in a church our size, several hundred people, there will be, you know, 12 people show up, six because they have to, and six because they want to. And, and you realize, like, I don't like that because I want our whole church to be in on a family meeting. So I decide every year, instead of doing an annual business meeting, our annual business meeting is going to be here on a Sunday morning. So if you're new with us, and you've, you're like, Lance, this is the weirdest church ever, please come back. It's kind of fun. Mark and Diana, Dina, I'm telling you, they, your first time was last year at this time, right? Right? And so you still came back. How about that? So, so I love that. Back almost every week, it's been awesome. So I'm saying to you, next week, uh, come back next week, and you'll see our normal service. By the way, next week... I'm starting a four-week series in the book of Revelation. So uh, if you've ever read the book of Revelation, uh, most of you have probably started it, and then you got halfway through and you're like, dear God, get me out of here, right? So like flying locusts, what? I don't understand. Like, let me tell you this. If you don't understand and you've started reading the book of Revelations, you're normal, right? By the way, it's not revelations, it's revelation, right? And, and if, here's the reason why. Because it's actually the revelation of Jesus. Right? That's what the Revelation is about. So we're going to try to do our best to do a four-week flyover of that book. There's no way we could cover it all, but, but I'm doing my best to give you an opportunity. The Bible says those who, who partake or who read the book of Revelation are blessed. So I'll challenge you to read the 22 books yourself. Come pray prepared and ready, or just have some questions, and I'll do my best to give you my best shot at it. Deal? Our family meeting. Let's pray. God, thanks for today. I pray you have your way. Help us, God, to hear what you have to say. We love you a bunch in Jesus' name. Family meetings. Let me tell you first of all, that our, our family here as a church, we actually have a mission. Uh, if you walked up one of our stairwells today, you know that our mission is clearly posted. The mission at our church is to send loved, mended, and trained people out. That's our mission. Love, men, train, send. Our hope is, is that you would come here, find yourself getting loved on, being healed up, learn these few things, and then go back out to your mission field, wherever your mission field is. Your mission field might be home. It might be at home where you get to live out Jesus in front of people who don't know him or who, who don't understand who he is. It might, your mission field might be your workplace. I love it when somebody came up to me just this last service and said, Lance, my mission field is the port of Tacoma. I go there, and I'm going to show Jesus light in darkness so honored to see that happen. What is your mission field, right? My hope is, is that you would find yourself being loved, mended, trained, and then sent to that mission field. That's our hope this whole journey. I love that. We also have a method, right? So we have a mission and a method. What's the method? The method is what you need to do in order to fulfill the mission. Our method is three words, show up, sync up, and serve. We believe that if you show up, sync up, and serve, you will find yourself fulfilling our mission. In other words, you could show up and attend something or you could really just fully be here and learn how to really connect and, 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 and be here. When you show up, you're really up. You're, you're about this. You're, you're connected. Sync up. You get connected to a group of people. You, you, you allow yourself to be in a life group or a Bible study or or some area in our church. Serve. When you begin to serve, you find yourself being loved on and mended, and giving out and sowing. We believe if you show up, sync up, and serve, you'll find yourself fulfilling the being loved, mended, trained, and sent. We have a mission, and we have a method. Our church also has a theme for the year. Our theme this year is SEND, S-E-N-D, where God's called us to send you all out specifically this year in a more deliberate fashion. And we're doing that over and over. I love this. Our staff believe so strongly in the SEND message That over this last year, we were able to send out a few of our staff members. In fact, get this. Last year, we sent out Omar and Misty. They were our executive pastors, slash youth pastors, slash everything else pastors. We sent them out to take over Grace Four Square Church in Federal Way. And they are killing it out there. They're doing an amazing job, literally bringing it to life, not killing it. Uh, They're they're doing amazing stuff. Uh, Pastor Katie and Chad, we sent them. They were our children's pastors back to Australia. She called me just the other day. And she said things are going really well. She wanted to tell you all she loves you and she misses you. And, and as they were just talking through what's going on in Australia, they're excited one day to see God do something amazing in their life beyond just that area they're, they're serving in right now, but maybe even to go plant themselves. Then we also sent out Eric and Lonnie. We sent them out to a church in uh, Squim called Kingsway Foursquare. They're on staff out there. And so we sent out three pastor families this last year. So excited about that. Come on, can you get somebody to give me a hand for that? Come on. Somebody said to me before, Lance, why are you so eager to do that? And I said, well, I feel like it's what God's called us to do. We, we actually started an internship this, this uh, last couple of months because we needed to. Because there are people coming and saying, we want to learn how to be pastors. We want to learn how to figure this thing out. So we're going to continue doing and, and showing what God's really given us to give out to some people. We're pretty excited about that. Not only that, but we belong as a church to the four square uh, the, the Foursquare Denomination, I don't know if you know what that is. Some of you know. I don't know if you realize, but your church is actually called a Foursquare Church, Puget Sound Foursquare. Uh, we belong to a denomination. Our denomination has a corner of the world that we live in, the Northwest. It's called the Northwest District. It's made up of around 200 Foursquare Churches, over 1,000 licensed pastors in this region from North Dakota to Seattle. And, and, and I'm telling you, it's an amazing, our, our Northwest District offices actually reside right here in our building. They rent space from us. I love them because they're current on their rent all the time. Uh, it's amazing. He's my boss, uh, my pastor, and, and I love I loved having them here. Some of the people from our district office actually attend our church, which is kind of fun. So Diane Bradley, she assists my boss. Uh, and, and Christina Wagman, she's, uh, she's not here this morning, but she's part of what's got going on. She leads our next, our next gen as the director. Ellen Kim, she used to be our youth pastor. Now she works for the district. And then I serve as a superintendent. I oversee 13 churches and six chaplains. So lots of stuff going on. I love the fact that God gives us this amazing influence here in our region. Uh, It's amazing. So I love being part of Foursquare, and I love Foursquare being part of me. I just feel like there's a lot of safety in having covering. I've seen too many people just run out and try to start something without covering. I can tell you, we live in a world that's just crazy, and, and I love having a pastor in my life. Here's what I really love. I love having a pastor who has a pastor who has a pastor, right? And that's what we got, right? And so it's, uh, it's pretty amazing in my life. Not only are we a church that's part of a denomination, but we also, as a bunch of missionaries, have been, uh, we, we try to teach you how to do and train you how to do missions in a lot of ways. Some of the things, I'm going to run out some numbers at you. Every year, we do what we call our Halloween outreach right here in our church, where we invite the community to come in here and get hot dogs and nachos and chili dogs, and you guys are the craziest givers. Uh, it's funny to see the direction of our church begin to embrace our community in a really unique way. We, we had five 30-gallon garbage cans full of candy that we handed out to our community, and a lot of parents weren't happy, but we, uh, we, we sugared them up, man, and we gave them all kinds of candy, and we're going to do better this next year, and... Uh, I, I love when we get an opportunity to do that. And I love more than anything else is watching you guys love on love on the, the community we have. Because you know I try to try to tell people who because people sometimes in church will get weird about Halloween and to me I, I would tell you this I love the fact that like who comes to a who comes to a Halloween party at a church, right? You know people who care about their kids is who comes. And so people who came here were like is this safe? Do people care and You guys were so loving. I watched people kneel down and look in the eyes of a child and put candy in their basket as the game they were leading, and just amazing to see that happen. So well done. Way to go. We also participated in what we call Holiday Hope. It's our Thanksgiving slash Christmas outreach. We partnered with four elementary schools in our region, Gray, Arlington, Edison, and Manitou schools. I love this. They actually called us and said, hey, church people, can you help us reach people? Right? And I just loved that the community reached out to us to help them reach out into their world. We literally, listen, and get this, in our, our back, or what we called our um, Holiday Hope Outreach, we also partnered with Simple Love, I'll talk about that in a second, the clothing bank downstairs, and then the 56th Street Yarn Connection. It's kind of fun. We actually have these uh, gals in our church. Uh, I don't know if there's any guys in the group yet, but uh, they, they knit, man. They knit like like wildfire, just making gloves and scarves and hats and dolls and and, and that night when we were handing out all the gifts to all of these people, there was tons of free gifts of scarves and hats and gloves and dolls. And I was so amazed to just see that happen and watch these kids go out there with brand new stuff that somebody bought for them or somebody made for them. So it's kind of fun to see that happen. We did our back to school. By the way, at the Holiday Hope, we, ha- we served 43 families, uh, handed out uh, $3,000 worth of gift cards to families. So not only did you give them a gift for their kids, but you also helped them buy some groceries and it was kind of fun to see that happen. Our back-to-school jam we do every fall. We got to partner with Trinity Church and Life Center, uh, led by Steve Allen and Heather and her team. We served over 942 families. I, I love this. And-, and get this, we gave out 2,700 backpacks. Of that, uh, of that uh, forty-two people, 42 families, 75% of those are under the poverty level. And so we got to reach out to people who didn't have who end up getting stuff for their kids. Listen to this. We, we handed out, we, that day, we did 103 sports physicals. Uh, we did 70 haircuts. We gave over 500 vouchers for haircuts. Uh, community partners, we had 17 different agencies from the community all show up to that outreach. And we volunteered. There was 260 of us that volunteered. I, I mentioned we have a, a group downstairs called Simple Love. Simple Love is a clothing bank that we have in our church that resides downstairs. When it first started, it just kind of, the, the, the clothing bank lived in a closet, basically, and, and so we had Jennifer, are you in here, Jennifer? Right there, we your hand. Your husband's sitting way over there, are you guys good? Just kidding. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> just kidding. Anyway, the, the Simple Love is this wonderful moment where, when it first started, it was in a closet, and there was these, uh, it was kind of fun because Jennifer would go down there and get the key and hand out clothes, and, and, and now, if you go downstairs, it's like they've inherited a lot more a lot more real estate down there. And, and let me tell you this. If you know Jennifer at all, she ain't handing out something that looks junky. She's, I'm telling you what. She'll take the best clothes that are donated, and they're all folded and pressed and put on nice shelves. and uh, Not pressed, but folded. And, and they're all, I'm telling you, it's an amazing thing. She wants me to make sure that you know that you're welcome to that too. Or if you know someone who needs it, you're welcome. It's an amazing deal. I've, been to, I've seen clothing banks before that just had tables with clothes on them. It is not that. It is a very serious, it, it, it's, it's amazing ministry. They handed out over 5,000 articles of clothing this last year and, and served families in our community. Their real heart's passion is to reach the foster families because a lot of times foster parents, they're, they're taking it hard because they don't get a lot of funding from the state for clothes. And so what she does is she makes it very open for them to come in first and get a part of that stuff, but, but, but she has... Uh, She's, she's cast vision in our church that every February we do what's called a Simple Love Campaign. And how many you know that a foster child who ends up in a foster home who needs some clothes, last thing we want to do is hand them used pajamas or used underwear, or used socks, right? So every February, we start what we call our Simple Love Campaign, and we'll invite all of you to buy brand new underwear and socks and pajamas for kids. And, and we'll get on board, and we'll give them all to her, and she'll dole them out to all the right people, that's so exciting for us to see that happen. And we'll let you be a part of that as you're being sent as well. Good? Wonderful. Awesome. You have a generous church. I'm telling you. I know I'm going to rush fast through this stuff, but there's so much I want you to get. Right? There, we have a generous church, and it's reaching this region. We have a church staff and a church council here. My church staff, they're some of the best leaders I know. Uh, if uh, my church staff is in here, can you guys all stand up at all? There's a bunch, bunch of serving different areas. There's a bunch of them there. Can we say thank you to them? <laughs> Wonderful. There you go. Uh, your husband's over there. That's a weird church. I'm telling you. <laughs> a church council. Can you, guys, can you guys stand up? Church council people. It'd be great. Awesome. Can we say thanks to them? They're all. They're both in different services and all that. By the way, your church council, it's kind of fun. Uh, Mike, as we had our council meeting last, uh, last Sunday and uh, he said, we're in there talking about our family meeting, and he goes, hang on a second, if we're having a family meeting, where's the food? <laughs> I was like, great idea. So I loved it. So what we did is, is it was kind of his passion, our church council, to say, how do we let this be a real family meeting? So we have food for you after church, and we want to let you know that that's what you do at a family meeting, man. You talk about business and eat, Jesus' name. So that'll happen. Uh, we have an amazing team of people. We added five new staff members this year alone when we sent out our three pastor families. Uh, John and Gina Erickson are children's pastors. John Hahn, he's a children's team leader, as well as a young adult pastor. And Justin and Christina Stover, a junior high and high school pastor. Uh, let me tell you this, we are so blessed with this team. They, they came in and one of the hardest things when you bring on new people to a staff is to help them understand our church culture. And if they've done one thing really well, they have fought to understand who we are. And now they are, they are us. And it's kind of fun to see them function and lead the way they are. It's pretty amazing. Well, one of the wonderful things that we get to do is, is I, I think, as we're loving, mending, training, and sending, is we sent out Omar and Misty to Federal Way to pastor the church there. But the, the role of executive pastor needed to be filled. And so instead of going outside to find a new executive pastor, we were able to raise up someone on our team and so Kari Ahern uh, is our executive pastor. We brought her up to that moment. So Kari, can you come up here? Can we just say thank you for that? <laughs> awesome. Aside from the big fat pay increase, what did you get? <laughs> Why don't you share a little bit about your heart as being an executive pastor?
1: Yeah, I am just so blessed to be a part of our church. You know, my husband and I have been talking, and we are, um, I mean, I'm just so excited to, to serve our church in this way. We, you guys are our people. We are one of you. You know, I'm, this church is always held a special place in my heart. I attended here for the first few years of my life, and then, Moved away and then moved back um, about seven and a half years ago. And uh, I, t- I was an intern and was attending here. This is the church where my husband and I met and got married. We've had our children here. Even before we were on staff, We were, we. were this was our church. You are our people. And so being here and serving in this executive pastor role is an honor. It's a real honor. And just um, being able to s- seek God in this time. You know, it's funny. At the beginning of this year as we were praying about SEND, about, you know, back in the summertime I felt like the Lord gave me a word, and it was one that I think Pastor Lance has shared a little bit about. I have two... And it's become even more fresh in this season. I felt like the Lord said that, you know, when we think about sending, we often think about splitting off and going to different places. But what God was saying was that being sent in a church is really, we're more like a tree. And each one of us are roots that go down deep. And when God sends us out, that means that our our tree is growing. And we may reach different places. Each one of us is a root that goes to different soil. But we're being sent out from here. And we see the fruit of it, don't we? We see the fruit of it up on the top. And the Lord has been showing me as I've been moving into this executive pastor role and kind of moving forward, I felt like God just brought that back again to my heart and my mind in these last few months to say, you're being rooted down Mm -hmm. deeper. There may be a change, but it's not really a change because these are your people and you get the opportunity to help lead um, in this place. So church, thank you so much for being my people. Thank you so much for
0: being a part of Puget Sound Foursquare. That's awesome. One of the things I love about you is that you probably beyond a lot of the people that I get to serve with, you have a passion for excellence, and I love that, that you, uh, I want to whip out bailing wire and duct tape, and you're like, no, man, let's do it it right or not do it at all. And if if there's one thing that you're looking forward to this next year or years to come, what's one thing that kind of rings in your heart as a passion for what you're looking forward to?
1: Well, I would say that, you know, if Lance is the vision guy, I don't necessarily have all, I mean, I can have some vision, but I'm more of an insight person. I like to fine-tune things. You know, we see where God is taking us. Let's, you know, let's fine tune it to the best way that we can possibly do it. I will say one, I, I, get to, I get to help lead the staff, but one practical thing I'm looking forward to is in this next year, you may have noticed recently we've done some kind of building refresh and upgrades. We're going to continue to do that. There's going to be an opportunity for us um, to refresh this building that we were able to kind of put together 20 years ago, but it's time to take a step up. And so be looking for that. This is an opportunity for us to come together as a family and take the church on to the next season.
0: Awesome. Yep. Can we say thank you to Kari? It's awesome. Our church council uh, oversees a lot of things, if I could put it in a real nutshell. Uh, The the, the church staff dreams about where we're supposed to go, and the church council figures out how to pay for it. You know, so they, and and not only that, that really undersells what they mean to me. They really are my council. They're, They're who I go to with big decisions, hard decisions. Our council, there's four real areas that they oversee. They oversee our financial dealings as a church. They give oversight to the property management, uh, help as our missions council. Also, they give me counsel on basically everything else I need to have counsel on. Uh, It's made up of Ken and Kathy Brown, Steve and Beth Hawthorne, Dave and Danielle uh, Walker, um, Mike and Darlene Davis, Jennifer and Steve Appleby, and Yvonne Swent, who functions as our administrative director to our council. So can we say thank you to all of them for all that they do? I just, I know that in a lot of ways I've been a part of churches before that have had church boards and others that have church councils. The difference between a church board and a church council, oftentimes, is that if I had a church board and you know, I wanted to, to buy a box of pencils, I would walk into a church board and I would say, Hey guys, I want to buy a box of pencils. And a church board would typically say, Can we afford it? Right? When, when I go to this council, and I say, hey, guys, I think we're supposed to buy a box of pencils when I counsel. I say, Should, yeah, I want to buy a box of pencils. Here's what they say. Lance, we will if God's in it. If God's in it and he wants us to do that, then let's go for that. They start with if God's in it, not can we afford it. And let me tell you this. I love that because it has saved us into financial ruin. But it has also given us moments to step out in faith that have caused us to fast and pray and seek the heart of God. Sometimes they've, they, they've gotten to a place where we were so close to saying yes But one of them said no, and we stopped on the no, because there's wisdom in that council. And and I'll tell you this, man, I love the council we have. It's probably the best council I've ever led, and super honored to be part of them and have them in my life as well. So thank you guys, really. We have a super generous church. So let me tell you a few things that are going on. You you may or may not know this. We live in a building, 72,000 square feet. We own the whole thing, or at least we're paying for the whole thing. Uh, we we lease out to fourteen tenants, and so uh, the great thing about all of our tenants is that they're we have a full house of tenants. So downstairs and some upstairs, um, they're all current on their rent. Hallelujah, and uh, that's not always the case. This time it is the case, so it's kind of fun. Uh, we get to and here's the cool thing about this is that we actually get to be uh, in in not only property management but we also get to be in in the missions business right here. If you came to our church on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. You'd see cars in our parking lot, and it's not all because of the church. Most of the time, it's filled with people who are running these businesses and have customers and clients to come into their businesses. What an opportunity. There's some of you here today who serve in those businesses, and I'm telling you, thank you. And by the way, if you come here throughout the week and you're not part of those businesses, act like a Christian when you show up. <clears throat> Amen, right? I'm telling you, because they're watching you, and they want to see how you respond to each other. And if you're out in the parking lot and you just... Losing your mind and doing donuts in the parking lot. Don't, in Jesus' name, right? I'll get you. You know, but I'm telling you, right? But it would be a horrible witness, right? We get to show Jesus to these people, right? And I love the fact that God's given us that tremendous privilege. We have what we call Sound Foursquare. We're now called Puget Sound, Christian, or Puget sound Foursquare. And so we have Puget Sound Foursquare youth that we call The Sound. And so The Sound is made up of a team of people that are led by Justin and Christina and you know, I was thinking about this the other day. They, these two guys took over, uh, uh, and I think a really difficult job, right? And many of you know who Omar and Misty are that we sent off. Well, they were not only our youth pastors and executive pastor, but they also loved on most of you as parents. And you got to meet them and know them as, as peers, and then they loved on your kids, and it was tremendous. Well, we bring Christina and Justin in here and tell them, "Hey, lead the youth like Omar and Misty," and I tell you what, they're doing everything they can. It's growing, it's healthy, and it's kind of fun. To see, but boy, they, they're falling in some shoes that are pretty big and super proud of them as they're leading. So they've changed the name, they've changed the time frame that we meet, so it's pretty fun to see what they're doing. Uh, I've been excited to see what Justin and Christina are all about. They, they sent a youth to camp this summer, 56 kids went, they had four of them uh, that got saved. Rededications, there were 16 of them, Holy Spirit baptisms, there were uh, there were six as well. And uh call to ministry. Somebody was called to ministry out of our youth this year. So we're pretty excited about that. The wave that's made up of our young adults, John Hahn, uh, James and Ashley Shin and their team, Bailey, my daughter, and, and Jordan, her boyfriend, show up and lead that team. Uh, they started this last fall with no people and now live every Tuesday night with 35 people. So uh, if you talk to John, he'll tell you there's 135 people. But there's about 35 people because he's just like a pastor. And so we always make numbers bigger than they are. Kidding. Not really. No, he's really, I'm telling you, John is amazing. He's crushing it, and they're doing amazing stuff there. Uh, Our Connections team, led by Heather and her team, made up of all of our groups, the Bible studies, the groups that we all have, life groups, small groups, and all of her office staff, the communications that comes out of her office, that's the stuff you see online, Facebook, Twitter, all that kind of things that happens. Heather leads her group that lead over 100 people in her group. Ask her what she was most proud of this last year, and she said, I'm proud that we are consistently seeking to connect and to serve our neighbors. So thankful that our church family is so generous in their finances and time. First impressions led by her husband, Dave. Dave, uh, an amazing guy. I-, I love this because Dave really encapsulates what I-, I try to tell my team all the time. I said, you know, the, if someone leaves here on a Sunday morning and the bathrooms are upside down, then they're not going to say that that message that they received was amazing. If somebody walks in here and the, the cars are all messy and there's garbage in the parking lot and there's craziness going on, when somebody comes in here, then they're, they're going to say, listen, I'm not even going to listen to that worship team because they can't even clean the parking lot. And I love that Dave and his team, Ron, they, they spend so much time to make sure, you know what their heart's desire is? They want to have people greet you at the top of the stairs because they believe that they want to pastor the first seven to 11 minutes you arrive on campus. Their heart's desire is to make a first impression. And can we just say thank you for all that they do? It is amazing. Come on, it's awesome. I would challenge you this. If you're not serving in an area of ministry, that's an amazing place to start. And I'm sure that they would be happy to invite you into that world. And they do so much more than just greeting and cleaning up stuff. But their hospitality teams, they're amazing. I'm telling you, Dave's funny because he leads a team that leads teams that lead teams. And they're doing an amazing job. So if you don't know where you're supposed to start serving, what a great place. Dave is the the front door in a lot of ways. People will join his team, realize they love people, and then get invited onto one of our other teams. And so it's a great place to come and start if you've not started anywhere in a place of servanthood. I love this. Our worship teams, they've grown, probably grown three times as much as when we were before, back in 2015. It's been kind of fun to see that happen. I I asked Laura, our worship pastor, what's one thing she was most proud of? And she began to talk to me about a young man named Tyler. Tyler Appleby, uh, you're over there, Tyler. You see, he? He, he was a young man who uh, I'll probably get this a little bit wrong, but you have grace on me. He was back as a youth, uh, junior high, high school, I think it was, back with the youth team, and while they were back there, he would watch from a distance as what was going on up in the front with the piano and all that, and. He eventually said, you know, I want to I learn how to do that. And because we try to cultivate an, an atmosphere of them learning, now he serves on the, the, the youth worship band. And from there, he also serves as one of our, our, our primary uh, piano guys up here, keyboard players. Why? Because we're a church that wants to love men, train, and sin. And Christina works with him on Wednesday nights to help him learn that, that, that whole idea of what it means to worship. Because worship's more than just leading songs. And here's our hope. You you watch. One day we're going to send him out as as a, a leader, either here or somewhere else, to go, because that's what we're called to do. We want to cultivate the, the sending of amazing leaders, and why not start with our youth? Amen. It's awesome. Video team led by John and Candy DeSoto. Super proud. And if you're not serving in an area, our, our video team, I can tell you, there's people watching us. Hey guys, uh, they're they're doing amazing stuff. Super proud of that. We have our PSC, our Puget Sound Foursquare kids. Uh, it's an amazing department. Uh, John and Gina, are you there? Why don't you guys come on up? John and Gina, they're our pastors of our kids. Remember, we sent out the kids' pastor this last year to go back to Australia. So they took over a ministry. Uh, and maybe you can tell us a little bit about that process of of inheriting a ministry and how it's gone for you.
2: Yeah, I think that that's one of the things that we're most proud of is just whenever you tra- make a transition uh, back there, especially with what... The, just the amount of grind and just the amount of sheer volume of people that we have, it's difficult. I mean, we were giving out Christmas gifts this past year. And we gave out 75 Christmas gifts to all of the volunteers who were back there. And when you think about... The 75 people we gave gifts to, plus all the kids, we have 90 to 100 kids go through in a weekend, plus the families of the volunteers or the families of the kids. I mean, that's like 300, 400 people that are some way impacted by what we're doing back there. So um, I think that that's something that we've been most proud of is just to try to say, hey, let's take this on as a group. And like we're going to raise these kids and we're going to show these kids Jesus kind of as a family all together. So it, just be able to do that. And the team is growing. I mean, it could have been with, through transition that it shrinks, but we've been able to grow it. Um, and that, that's, it's been really proud of that. It's been a, it's been a process, but it's been fun.
0: That's awesome. So Gina, how about you? What's something that as you look forward into this next season, what's something that you're really looking forward to?
1: Um, I'm looking forward to, um, honestly, I'm looking forward to camp this summer. Um, last year at camp, we just, um, I don't think you shared our camp numbers from kids, did you? No, I
0: didn't. Nope. What were they? uh, Will you share them real quick? Yep. Kids. We sent 18 kids to camp, four salvations, three, or 14 rededications, uh, Twelve people were baptized in the Holy Spirit. Uh, one received the call to ministry, and six of them received their prayer language. Isn't that amazing?
1: Our kids are so hungry for Jesus. And what's so cool is at this age when they're just little preteeners, it's like third through sixth grade, they are taking the faith that has been passed on to them by their parents, and they're making it their own. And it is so incredible watching these kids um, just cry out to Jesus. They're getting out of their comfort zones. They're away from their mom and dad for the week. And they are just really pressing into the Lord. And, and I'm just excited to take that group of kids again and, um, and really just give them a week with the Lord on the mountaintop.
0: That's awesome. What about
2: you, John? Um, I think for the thing I'm looking forward to uh, doing this next year, we've worked really hard as a kids department to not just focus on teaching kids back there on Sunday, but really to support the entire family. A couple months ago, we did a chili cook-off uh, I think in the history of chili cookoffs, the only time a kids' department has sponsored a chili cookoff. Um, but the reason we wanted to do that is that we wanted to have something that was built for the family, where kids, adults are, are a part of that. If you look at our kids classes back there, I mean, it's young adults, it's teenagers, it's you know people from the knitting group, it's everybody who's back there. And so, you know, so we're really looking forward as just basically attacking this, showing uh, kids how to worship Jesus as a family. So that's one thing. I don't know if I'm allowed to do it, but one thing that we've even tossed around possibly doing is bringing some of our kids, some of the elementary or the older group, in here every once in a while to worship with all of us. Um, We have four kids. My kids see us worship, but I don't want them just to see us worship. I want them to see you guys worshiping. I want them to use you as the examples in their life. Um, we could do that back there, but like, there's all these other ideas that we want to do. So we'll see you in a couple of weeks if that happens, or if I'm allowed to, or if I'm told no. Um, <laughs> but like, that's the heart of how we want to do this. We want our kids to play a presence in our lives, and I want you to play play a presence in my kids' lives. We have four of them back there, so I'm just I'm excited about just the possibilities of us as a kids department just wrapping around that family unit.
0: You know, I think that's the thing I love about you two the most is that it's not something that you do because. Uh, because you have to, or it's just a job description. I really feel like your heart's desire, Gina, I know this is your heart, is to help mommies be better mommies and daddies be better daddies and, and, and kids learn how to function with their other peers and, and siblings. And, and our, our job is to love men, train, and send. We want you to, to train you how to be great parents and good families. We want you to serve back in kids' ministry because you're going to learn how to be really good parents and a healthy family. You, you know these guys' biggest attribute is making you the rock star in your kids' life. Sometimes churches try to make them the rock star, and they're pretty amazing, but their hope is to say, how do we make you guys great in the lives of your kids? Because they're going to be with you for a long time, right? Can we just say thank you to these guys? It's awesome. Uh, There's so much I want to cover, so we got to hurry here. Let me do this. Uh, I want to give you some numbers from this last year, just in terms of some of our finances and what they were. Again, uh, part of our family meeting that I would say with my kids is we would have our family meetings and it would consist of if we could afford camp or not camp for their sports camps and all that. So it's all part of that journey. So I'll let you know, but I'm going to give you percentages today. If you want to know the real numbers, I'll give, you, I'll give you those real numbers, but sometimes the numbers get blurry in the middle of a rattling off number. So I'll give you some percentages that will help you see that happen. So here we go. So uh, here at Puget Sound Foursquare, our normal regular uh, general fund comes from a couple of different sources our tithes and offerings our missions giving and our rental income Uh, I love this our our general fund that comes from that that basic 69 percent of our general fund actually get this we're up four percent from last year hallelujah it's fantastic that come on we're up how many places say that we're up most places say we're 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 not I'm telling it's awesome uh, we, let me tell you what our, our general fund makes up. It comprises of our tithe to the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. In other words, we tithe off of our tithe. So when we, get, we receive tithes and offerings, all of us tithe, we tithe off that to the denomination because we trust Jesus with our tithe. Amen? Listen to this. The, the general fund makes up our men's ministry, women's ministry, Puget Sound Kids, uh, Sound Youth, The Wave, Young Adults, Life Groups, Staff Salaries, Hospitality, Marriage Ministry, Worship Team. We could go on, but basically, and I'll give you all that if you want it's more specific. But sixty nine point seven four percent of our general fund comes and uh, uh, applied to that of our overall income. Nineteen point seven percent is raised through rental income. Like I said before, we have fourteen tenants. The great news is we're all full up. We don't have any room for new tenants. So if you want to get on a waiting list, come see me. Uh, but we're we're I, I love the group we got going. Uh, listen to this. This last year at our last family meeting, we took a vote to partake of upgrading all of our lights to the LEDs that we have, right? So all the lights in the, in the building and outside are all now upgraded to LEDs. So when you walk out to the mezzanine, everyone doesn't look like a shade of yellow. You know, like there, there's white lights, right? I mean, so you can see the actual human that you're looking at. And out in the parking lot, we have more than six of the lights working, right? So they all work now, right? Come on, you know what I'm talking about. There were times last year you'd pull in the parking lot thinking, I'm not parking over there. It's kind of dark and sketchy. Right now, all of them are on, and so sketchy can't happen so good. So it's kind of fun all over the place. Here's the great thing I asked Renee, our bookkeeper, um, how, how much money we're saving with our new LED program. She said we're saving between $1,000 and $1,200 a month. Right? Hallelujah. And I said, What is our monthly payment on that loan that we t- took out? She said $1,000. So it's a big fat net plus at the end of the day that, that we're making in this whole thing. So what a fantastic move. Okay, way to go, church is awesome. Awesome. Of our general fund also uh, come 8.8% of it comes through missions giving. That was the designated missions like holiday hope, Halloween outreach, back to school jam, a flow-through missions. It's been fun and benevolence and all that stuff comes. 8.8% of it through missions giving. I want to tell you this uh, this really exciting thing. Last June, I received a prophetic word from somebody. It was it was a handwritten word on a piece of paper. That this person and her husband came to me and said, Lance, we feel like this is a word from Jesus. For you, and I was like, and she she said, my husband and I have been praying about this. They were pastors, but they go to our church. And she said, we feel like this is for you, but we need you to uh, test it by the word of God, and then and then also test it with some people you trust. So I pulled three of my three people that I trust into my life, and I asked them, can you can you agree that this prophetic word is from God? And if it's for me, they all said yes. And, and I said, will you pray with me through that process? Yes. And then I also asked my church staff and my church council to pray and see if it was really from God for me. And they all agreed unanimously that it was. Here's what the prophetic word basically was this. Lance, God wants to stretch your level of trust over your church in the area of finances. So I was like, okay, I'm good with that. But listen to this. They said the caveat was the Lord wants me, Lance, to not mention the word tithe from the front of the church. So, so I'm not sure if I ever did. I don't think I said the word tithe in any of my sermons that I preached for the last six months or so. So from June to whatever it was. And again, so I was bound by God to not say the word tithe because what does the word tithe mean? It means to trust. There are other people that told you to trust, but I knew as the pastor that God wanted me to trust him. So uh, because sometimes as a controller, I want to control everything. And, and the Lord just said, hey, look, just trust me. So I did. I didn't say the word tithe get this, it's crazy. I get asked to speak at different churches. So there's a church that's not far from here. Every summer they ask me to come preach at their church. So every summer they ask me, they say, hey Lance, here's a direction we'd like you to go in, but we'll let the Lord lead you. Except last summer. Last summer I went up to them and they said, hey Lance, uh, we want you to preach on tithing. The very thing I can't say in my own church. And so I was like, that's awesome. So, so they got both barrels, man, I'm telling you. I, I told them all about tithing, up and down, sideways, back and forth. And I just Because tithing is not about money, it's about trust. It's amazing. So get this, over the last six to seven months that we received that word, and I've not said anything about it, our finances are healthier than they have ever been. Come on! It is super amazing. I love the fact that there, our church council now isn't sitting down wondering who we need to lay off. Our church council is like, what do we need to do? Where does God want us to invest? What are we supposed to do? I love the fact that, that, let me tell you this. It's because your church, did you know that the national average for churches on tithing is between 10 and 25% of the people in their churches that tithe? Did you know that your church, there's about 35% of you that tithe? Hallelujah, right? We're beating the national average. Yay. (laughs) Here's what that really means. If there's 10 people standing together in a circle, only three and a half of you are trusting Jesus with your money. Yay. Tithing isn't about money. It's about trust. I just love that there's, a, that there's three in ten of you, three and a half and ten of you who are trusting Jesus. I'm saying to you, like, why not? I'm telling you as a guy who watched it for the last bunch of years, but not the least of which is the last six or seven months, when God just showed up, when I, there was no way, and I watched God do it. I'm telling you, you can trust him. By the way, we use an, an app in our church to give through. It's either through uh, pugetsoundfoursquare.com. You can go there and click on it. Or you'll download an app called PushPay. By the way, it's kind of an industry standard. If you, if, in fact, if you, if you download the app, it'll show you in your location on your phone that you can just give right there. It'll say If you were over at, because sometimes I'll go to different churches to do things and I want to give to something, I'll open that app and most churches use it and their church will show up and you can give to them right there. So it's an industry standard. It's a safe app to use if you haven't downloaded PushPay. Download it. And I'm telling you, my, Polly and I, we actually tithe through it for our church. and We put an automatic uh, a renew, or a reoccurring gifting. And it's so much easier. So, so every month I know that it's going to be given at the right time in the same place. If you've never done that, I'm telling you, God is so good. Don't be afraid to do that. And watch God, God, watch God take your, your level of trust to a different level. It's pretty amazing to see that happen. I love this they love it too. (laughs) Listen, if you can't trust God with your money, then how in the world are you going to trust God with your life? I love it. I'm pretty excited about this process. Let me tell you that there's a privilege to be in part of this family. Part of this family means that you get a chance to call us home. I, I tell my staff all the time, the name on the front of the jersey is more important than the name on the back, right? The name on the back is your name. The name on the front is our name, right? And so we get to be in this family. If you're part of this family, let me tell you what I expect if you're part of this family, that you're gonna fulfill our mission by showing up, by sinking up, and by serving. My hope is, is that you'll come and call this place home and begin to sink your teeth and feet and hands or whatever it is you gotta sink into this place. I call it a privilege to be part of this church. Somebody sitting in the second row of this last service came up to me and they said, Lance, we feel like, before I even told them what we were talking about, she said, I feel like this is my home. This is my family. And her husband said, yeah, I want a recliner. And so I was like, not that comfortable, but it's kind of fun to see like we're part of a family. So our family meeting, I love the fact that we get to get together and talk about this. There's lots coming. There's lots of exciting things that happen in, as Kari mentioned. There's things on the horizon we're looking forward to, but I can't wait to bring us into this next season together. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. God, thanks for your grace. Thank you for all that you have provided this last year. Thank you for stretching us in the area, stretching me, God, in the area of trust. I pray that you would stretch the rest of us, Lord, who we could say, yes, God, I'm gonna download the app and I'm just gonna trust you. I can tell you this about trust, it doesn't feel right. I can tell you this about trust, it doesn't seem comfortable. I can tell you this about trust, it's a little scary. But God, at the end of the day, when you're at the end of the trust equation, we will never lose. So I pray for my friends that will trust you and will watch you do amazing things. You're good, God, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Like I said,